Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. And if my thing was, that's why I picked you up 94 feet. A point guard, his first responsibility is getting his team into the offense. And if you can't get your team into the offense right initially, and you're thinking about other things, then I feel like it's helping me win. Ladies and gentlemen, we back with the legend, the orchestrator, one of the best defensive point guards, point guards to ever play this game. A scientist, a mathematician, an artist, a one-of-one, an actor, a pioneer, one of my all-time favorites, a giant that I got the pleasure to stand on his shoulders from the work that he put in. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Part two, Muggsy Bogues. Ah, Muggsy! How was you engineered? You know what I mean? Even though you got the president, uh, you know, we know where you come from. Like, you know, I want to know what you're thinking, man. You know what I mean? Because I'm on, hey, no bullshit. Look. They had me scared to death. Eldon Campbell, Derek Coleman, rest in peace, Bobby Fields, David Wesley. I remember the first time I played I played against you. Man, before the game started, they basically told me, hey, just get the ball and pass it in front of the court. <laughs> I was like, yo, is it like that, bro? I was like, I just back him down. Like they was like, no, don't do that. You know what I mean? It's like you, you, there was, there was a, there was a thing that you had a level of angst. You know what I mean? A fear Mm. that, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, like talk to us about that, man. Like talk to us about Muggsy. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, for me, B, it was the defense you know, the fear of, you know, for a guard, we always, you know, one thing about us, we like to bring the ball up with cushion. We don't want anybody messing around with our ball all the time, playing defense in that regard. And for me, being the way I understood the game and how I knew how to play defense, I knew how to put pressure on the basketball mm-hmm. and make guys think about, you know, you got to really think about protecting that ball. If not, then I'm going to find a way to get it. And that's one of our worst nightmares, getting the ball stolen from, especially at half court. Oh, man. You know? so, and if my thing was, that's why I picked you up 94 feet. Yeah. Because yeah. You know? the thing is that a point guard, his first responsibility is getting his team into the offense. Yes. And if you can't get your team into the offense right initially, and you're thinking about other things, then I feel like it's helping me win. And, yeah. and, and making a point guard work each and every time that he had to get across half court, that's a that's adrenaline. Yeah. You, know? So, you know, and I felt like, you know, that was something that I needed to do in order to keep me being, mm-hmm. you know, and that was just the IQ level I had at the game, playing in front of you, playing behind you. Right. You know, sort of thing. And that was my thing. And making sure that if you didn't see me, then nine times to ten, I might have that ball, regardless right. of who it is. So, you know, I, I kind of kept my guys in that type of frame of mind thinking to where he didn't worry about damn thing. Little fella 5-3 out here, man. Let me just back him on in. And, you know, I had a little strength in me. Hey, Muggsy, nobody <laughs> could ever back you down. 
<laughs> you know this. <laughs> did you <laughs> did you laugh when like somebody you'd be like, oh okay, this motherfucker to try to back me down. Did, w- would you start laughing if someone like like when the first time I try to back you down, you stole the ball from me and everybody on the bench said, ah, oh, we told you, we told you don't do that shit. I was like, hey man, you <laughs> you got to try. You had to be like, man, this dude's an idiot. Yeah, well, you know, for and I know that's because once you see it, like, yeah, hey, it should be that. You know, let me back the little fella down. But I, like I say, I had the understanding of because one thing about punk guards and everybody, it not used to play with the back towards the basket, right? So that was one thing. And for me, I I can make you feel me, and at the same time, you think you feel me, then that's when I'm elusive <laughs> to where I can be able to get around and get the ball. <laughs> So when the guys try to do post stuff, especially the younger guys, you know, yeah. you know, one thing you notice, my guys never come down to help me double team. Never, you know? ever. Because <laughs> they, they know how I feel about that. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's something that they always got a kid about that. But man. that's something that, man, I always took a passion about. And, and that goes back again. It's the understanding of the game. Yeah. And for me to be able to have that, IQ level, you know, allowed me to stay out there for a long period of time. One of the greatest defensive point guards to ever play the game. One of the greatest orchestrators. I have a life question. How would your life be different if you didn't find basketball? How would my life be different if I didn't find basketball? That's a very interesting question. I mean, because that's been a dream since I was seven years old and proving people wrong. And that's been a thing that I've been on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And if it hadn't been for the basketball, I don't know what that journey would have been in terms of proving people wrong. Right. Um, I, I always felt like I would have been successful in whatever Absolutely. I would have done. You know, it's because of the person that I am, the individual and the mind that I had and the, you know, the understanding where I came from. I wanted something better, Yeah. you know, not only for myself, but for my family. So without but the game, it's hard to see what that would be, you know, because that was been a driving force for so long. And it allowed me right. to really, you know. Yeah, I feel like it allows you to shape like basketball shaped who I am, but mm-hmm. it helped me find out who I was, but you know who you are. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, I would say, you know, I, I totally agree. I feel like you would be, you know, a team president. You would be a president of a corporation, big business. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe, I, absolutely. You know, we all feel that way. And, and, and that's just, you know how we operate and what we think, you know, like I said, but the game of basketball, again, that's something that we, it's been a driven force for us for so long. It's been such a hobby as a kid, grew into a passion to where it became something that it changed the whole, you know, narrative of your entire family. So I don't know if something else would have replaced that, what that would have been. I mean, I'm quite sure it had, a, you know, that same effect in terms of, taking care of the family. Maybe not so much on the public side of it, but more so, you know, with the internal, you know, in your family's aspects of it. Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. 
now you know i need to you know i need to ask about you know you, you know you are a nba phenomenon you know what i mean and growing up as a, a small point guard you know what I mean? I'm in high school. I'm in 5'3 in ninth grade, 5'5 five, five in 10th grade. People don't think that I'm ever going to grow. So I'm like, I'm all in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who were some of the toughest dudes you had to guard, right? Um, and, like, who was that person when you got to the league that was like, okay, I, I, I'm going to have to figure some shit out? Well, for me, it wasn't so much – you know, that guy, you yeah. know, because everybody was the same for me because yeah. they was taller than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a skill set. You're right. And, and, and But they never seen nobody like me play defense. Right, right. So, you know, it wasn't no that guy, but, you know, we had so many talented guys like Pearl Washington made rest of soul. Uh-huh. You know, Pearl was a, a guy who was very tricky with the basketball, but, you know, he couldn't be able to do that when <laughs> – Right, <laughs> So, you know, those type of – but Magic, I'll say, with first when I got in the league, Magic Johnson, you know, with the very first he tried to take me down low and this and that. <laughs> you know, I stole the ball from him, and he took me down. He tried to – he couldn't back me in, but he – and when he got the basketball, he looked over the shoulder. And, of course, our guy – I was with the Washington Bullets. Uh-huh. You know, Moses and them, they was trying to come similar – Kind of half, half, kind of <laughs> yeah. half, half to trap, half trap. But yeah. Magic, you know, he couldn't get his little thing, but he turned around and threw the thing to Kareem, and Kareem dunked it. Uh, yeah. And he said, and he just looked over and told me, that's what you get when you try to steal the ball from me. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'll never forget that one. You know? Magic that, that was called, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that rookie year was something. But, you know, guys for me was like Mark Price. You know, you got yeah. you want to help a lot. And when you help a lot, shit, they make you pay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark you know, Price they, was tough. He was tough, yeah. huh? He, he was one of them guys. Kevin Johnson, another guy yeah. was tough back there. You know, of course, GP. You know, it was those were not Vern Fleming. Yeah, Vern uh, Fleming was Lee, nice. Yeah, Fat was Lee, cold. I mean, you know, those guys back then. Yeah, so Isaiah, you know, Isaiah yeah. Thomas. No, Zeke was the thing because I used to always hit Zeke on his knees when he go shoot his jump shot. <laughs> and he used to always complain to the refs about that. He always hit me on my knees. <laughs> you tap the knees, you're worried about coming down when you're going to land. And I just made a tap to give him a little tap. So, little tricks of the trade. That he had the ref. <laughs> the ref looking up there, they ain't looking down there. Yeah. Tap, <laughs> tap somebody leg, like, well, they ain't wearing, they ain't thinking about jumping that leg. So, yeah, they weren't about that. So those are the little things, man. Got me. Uh, <laughs> that's that's too funny. You had, you you had you had uh you had some battles with uh with Penny Hardaway too. Penny, that, absolutely. Yeah. Penny Hardaway. I forgot the Penny, Mark Jackson. Yeah. You know, GP. Yeah, uh, Tim, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway you know, was nice too. That was that. People don't remember Kevin Johnson though. Kevin Johnson was cool. Yeah, KJ was nice too. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to like KJ. He KJ was sneaky. He 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 a dunk on you too. He got yeah. to that line a lot. But yeah, and then like all those point guards you played in that era, right? Mm-hmm. All these great point guards, all these great matchups. And then you branch out and become an actor. 
(laughs) (laughs) Talk about what that was like, because like, it, it wasn't just Space Jam. You was on a bunch of shows, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, at my first show, I started off with Hang Time. Okay. So Hang Time was with Anthony Anderson before he became <laughs> Anthony Anderson that he is today. Yeah. The show with Reggie Theus was uh, a coach. He was a coach on it. Uh, but I had the fortunes, man, to do SNL and yeah. Space Jam and Eddie and Joanna Man and yeah. of course you know, jo- Joanna of- Man is one of my <laughs> my all time favorite movies. <laughs> and I, and I wasn't even supposed to be in that. I was just happy to run into Tommy Davidson. He was in Charlotte. He's like, man, I, we gotta have you in the movie, blah blah blah. And I was sure I just had <laughs> on my damn knee. <laughs> yeah. so, but uh, but it was great, man. You know those opportunities. You know, uh, are very grateful for me. You know, doing a Larry David Kirby enthusiasm. Yeah. You know, so you get an opportunity to do those type of things, man. It's just, you know, it's not. I never set out to be a, you know, an actor. I don't ever <laughs> consider myself like that. You know, those cameos are fun to do. Uh, and you know, I got a project as you mentioned earlier. You know, that possibly going to be in the works here yeah. uh, with a movie, possibly. So we'll see what happened with that. That'd be fire. What 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 would you say the difference between you know, playing basketball and acting. Like, what what is, what is the what is the best thing about uh, one, and what is the worst thing about it? Well, you know, that acting part. It's a lot of you know, hurry up and wait. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, you know just hurry up and wait. You know, we hurry up and we wait for you. <laughs> That, that's always there, man. The hours and the time that goes behind it. And then all of a sudden they come and edit and put it all together. It's amazing. Yeah. To see it come together. And then, you know, but the basketball side of it. But I think it is, it's more, uh, uh, I guess um, I'm trying to make a correlation between the two because they're both, you know, demanding. Yeah. You know, at the same time rewarding. Yeah. You know. So uh, it's weird, though, like going from yeah. a basketball player to an actor because of the hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. And usually it's like, man, you know, I ain't waiting for nothing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But you waiting, yeah. dog. You are on set. <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't just two hours either. No, that's like you five know, hours. Well, it could be five. So I was on set one time for 12 hours. <laughs> I'm like, man, what in the heck are we doing? It was two, three in the morning. We shot that thing, um, uh, Pros versus Joes. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Man. <laughs> All day. All day. All, All day. day. <laughs> yeah. And then with the cameo, Rose, you'd be about five minutes of shooting, and you don't waste your whole day. Whole day. <laughs> you know it. Whole day. How did you get, how did you get the Space Jam role? Well, for for us, you know, Michael, myself, and Patrick, we had the same agent and David Fall. You know, so when they was kind of putting all of it together, they kind of, I guess, Warner Brothers. But again, I almost didn't were able to do it. I had surgery on my knee, and oh wow, uh, they uh, they had Tim Hardaway come out there and read my lines, and then. <laughs> And then they had had me come back and while they say, well, just, you know, do some stuff. You know, we're going to put you on a dolly and we're going to pour you and all that mess. Make it look like you're walking. 
So I did it, and I guess they was impressed with what was happening with it, and they kept me in the movie. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. Nah, you was cold. You was, you was super cold in the movie. And, uh, you know, and at, like around that time, you know, um, like through the surgeries and things like that, you know, Charlotte, you know, establishing, you know, that legacy. Just talk about like what it was like playing in Charlotte. Right. When you went from Washington to Charlotte and like, you know, because I feel like, you know, you you are that city and that city is you. Right. Because when I got there, that was, you know, like you embody like like you gave that city a look, a feel. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it was, you know, and I appreciate that Uh, leaving Washington and uh, especially being draft as high as I was and felt like the organization was going to you know, put everything behind you, but the mixture of players they had and they wanted to go older as opposed to younger. So and coming to Charlotte, you know, I was a little pissed at first, you know, coming to an expansion team, but coming to the city of Charlotte, I knew, I already knew about because playing for Wake Forest and right, only right. an hour away from uh, Winston-Salem and had opportunity to come down here to visit the city, but not knowing what type of support because it was known as a collegiate town, right. you know, a collegiate so coming down, we're playing the first game, and man, getting the support that we got, even losing about forty points, we knew we had something special. And then all of a sudden, start to build, you know, the franchise getting players and players year after year. You know, this became a very, you know, place for me. This has been it was like I always say, it's a match made in heaven. You know, because the city, the city of Charlotte embraced us. It was a small city, and it's grown down into you know, a nice city that's compatible to a lot of cities that's out there in the country today. And you know, we had a lot to, and we had a lot to do with that. And that's crazy because it's like you 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 grew up in Baltimore, you get drafted by the Wizards, you go home and you know, sometimes going home ain't always the best thing as a hooper. You know what I mean? Cuz it's Absolutely. just Shit, you just can't get that damn hour nap in without somebody <laughs> bother you for some damn tickets or something. But people have too much access. But I think that, you know, one, it's like, all right, you were home. That didn't work. I'm going to a – what the hell is an expansion team? You know what I mean? Like, what was that like? Because you were, you know – I, I don't, it, Yeah. It was experience. You know, yeah. you, you, you're thrown into it. And that was the first time I ever heard of something like that. You know, you're right. going to an expansion team, team that's being added into the NBA. Um, and you've been now a team with mixtures of players. You got veterans and you got young players. And fortunate enough for me and Dell, you know, we always knew one another. We clicked right away, me, him, and Rex. And having that young core and having, you know, that understanding how you're two skill sets kind of, you know, fit with each other. We was able to mm-hmm. you know, do something special in Charlotte. Uh, but it's, it was tough, you know, losing, got 82 games, knowing that you ain't going to win on every, you know, any given night. Right. You, to scramble, you know, scramble for a win. Uh, but that was the whole part of, you know, growing as an NBA player. Yeah. You know, that's the whole process of becoming who you are and how you're going to be able to be successful throughout this league. Because no matter where you are, you still got to produce and you got to serve. And uh, to be able to, you know, continue to, to have that longevity as you like to once call yourself. 
Yeah, no, I, I like to say, like, you uh, and Dell are like the cornerstones of Hornets basketball, the pioneers, right, that, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, just hold the – like, even when we left and went to New Orleans, like, y'all still kept the Charlotte Hornets going. You know what I mean? And then, like, yeah. I, you know, it's it, and then you, you sitting there hooping, you know, Dell sitting there hooping, and then Dell got this little kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you probably messing with this kid. You probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. Playing one-on-one with this kid, ripping him. Uh, and this kid probably thinks that he can really beat you one-on-one. It's amazing. <laughs> and here it is. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I'm giving him a little airplane ride in the locker room and not knowing that here it is. This kid is, now should have won the best shoes ever played the game. Right. But just just knowing that and seeing that now to what he had to go through and the type of kid he was, you know, yeah. small little kid, he was very, you know, not very fragile and yeah. that sort of thing. And being able to be this, you know, kid today, you know, considered, you know, like I said, one of the greatest shoes to play this game and having Seth alongside that as well. Right. I mean, it just warms my heart, you know, the path that they was able to take and seeing, you know, his journey and, you know, the the vision that he had and which probably no one else had besides himself to see him able to, you know, do the, do the things he's do. All right, Muggsy, we're getting into our speed round. If you were to build the perfect point guard out of any current or former players, what skills would you give this person? You can give them five skills and qualities. Oh, snap. I'm giving him your ability, your, your creativity. I'm giving him magic passing ability. I'm giving MJ scoring my creativity, magic passing, MJ scoring. And I'm going to give, um, it's, it's five, right? Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'll give um, Westbrook rebound ability. Yeah. And I'm going to give him, shit, Stephen shooting. That's crazy. Crazy five. <laughs> Compare, compare your style to your three favorite artists uh, that you connect with. Three favorite artists? Yep. I would say oh, three favorite artists. Well, may rest in peace. Um, you know, I, I, Michael Jackson. What? You know, I, I like MJ. Yeah. You know, that's one of my guys there. You know, I, I love Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a Prince. And, and, and then I'm a... Yeah, I'm a woo woo woo. I'm a woo woo woo. I'm a Teddy Luther Vandross. See, I'm a Luther Vandross, man. Yeah. Luther, yeah. Oh, Luther. Okay. Can you woo? Amazing. And then the last question If you could have switched positions or switched teams and plucked a point guard off of any team, that you will want to in NBA history and put yourself on that team, who would it be? Oh, it's going to be magic. It's going to be magic in Lakers, yeah. For sure. For sure. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend, the pioneer, the face of Charlotte, the pillar, the president, the commander-in-chief, the orchestrator, the artist, the mathematician, the scientist... 
the legend, the actor, the sauce, the flavor, the way to do it. My OG, I appreciate you. Muggsy Bowes, ladies and gentlemen. My pleasure, Chief. Always a pleasure catching up with you, big fella. Thank you, big dog. I appreciate you. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.